1: To me. It to me. Hello, everyone. I'm Hollywood. Oh, and I'm Tom Merritt. And it must be Friday because welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we spend the entire week looking around, peering through our little telescopes, trolling our Twitter feeds, looking at our Instagram ads, and occasionally cheating off the Discord to find out what things are on the cusp of being things, have it pe- achieved peak thingness, or might just be our things. We're being real.
0: Can I just say, Mollywood, that the the unfortunate times in my life where I was not able to do a podcast with you feel greatly impoverished now that we have continued to start doing this again. This is so much fun.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to say that's how I feel too every Friday. I'm like, oh, yay! Yay!
0: Yes. This is
1: the thing time. Yep. Exactly. Because Tom is the best. Ah, oh, Molly's the best. Yeah! All right, you guys are the best. Everyone is the best. Everyone
0: is the best, and we we're drinking
1: sparkling water, so this these are real feelings. I know, guys, <laughs> this is not manufactured in anyway. By the way, uh, Oakland's first non-alcoholic bar is opening. Oh, would you like to road trip up here? Because oh yes, I feel like we need to go on a thing road trip.
0: Absolutely, trip. yeah. yeah. If I can fit it in, I have to come up for my sister in law's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there, you know, there's always family engagements. So if I can fit it in them, if not, I'll make a special trip. That's that's we got to do some on the scene right. reporting. Yeah, it
1: opened literally last week. Busy Where is it? Dry Bar? I'm looking. I'm actually looking it up right now.
0: Dry Bar.
1: Dry Bar. You
0: Get know, it? like the Blow hair out. blowout exactly. place.
1: <laughs> and it should not surprise you that it's on Telegraph of course In the hipster zone between 29th and 30th of
0: course it is why would yeah. I, why did i even like wonder if that that uh, exactly where it should be okay
1: I mean, nailed it that's just a nailed it we nailed that thing yes sober culture
0: okay uh well let's see if i can nail it again uh th- this is really identifying a, a a a wave uh not calling one early uh 1980s puzzles it's part of the the overall 1980s nostalgia wave that's happening, but uh, there was a big story this week about EA pulling their Tetris apps uh, from the iOS and Android app stores, and then another company like, ran to the rescue and put Tetris back in, and it's like, really, people care that much about Tetris still to this day? Uh, and yet, I see people like going gaga over Rubik's Cubes still... Uh, it's, it, I feel like that's, that's definitely a thing to be like, yep, those cool eighties games and puzzles.
1: Hello. Are you still there? Oh, yes. earlier I muted you so that I could sneeze. And then apparently I, I don't know. And then I did it again. Cause I thought I was going sneeze. It's like a weird winter <laughs> allergy situation. Um, anyway, during the period where I was muting. Muted, I was agreeing with you so heartily.
0: <laughs> Good. Because I was a little I, worried, like, I guess that's not as much
1: of a thing as like cricket. <laughs> cricket. Oh, <well. laughs> nah, don't think so. Uh no, I could not agree more <laughs> heartily. And recently there was this episode of Rick and Morty. Do you watch Rick and Morty? Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I forgot about that as supporting evidence.
1: Di- of really everything. But did you see the snakes one? Yes. <laughs> and it just, I mean, the details of its 80s recreation were incredible. Mm-hmm. But I want to point out that one of the things I noticed was the lone Rubik's Cube
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sitting
1: in one of the scenes. And guys, if you have not seen this episode, <laughs> I i literally spent like four days on New Year's Eve vacation either rewatching that episode with my man friend or like making jokes about it or trying to come up with ways to insert like (laughs) into conversation.
0: Yeah. uh, If you haven't watched it, minor spoiler, the snakes just talk snake language to each other, which is basically.
1: They do. And then they write in snake link. I mean, it is is freaking genius. But anyway, I just was like, I, you know, here they have this eighties recreation. And the thing I shouted was the Rubik's cube.
0: Yeah, we went to, um, what was it? I think it was some kind of fancy schmancy film premiere that my wife got us into where they had Rubik's cubes just out for free, like as a party favor.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then Tetris, of course, is just like beloved
0: And and I think that's what really set me off is when people got so like, what, Tetris is going away? No. And it kind of goes in with like friends. It was the same level as friends leaving Netflix, which wasn't even like friends going away. It was just leaving Netflix and people were up in arms. This was like, wait, how are we going to play Tetris on our phones?
1: Oh, man, I'm looking now and I had no idea. Now there's like Tetris Royale goes global as the new one. Best Tetris games for Android in 2020. Yeah, you're totally right. You have nailed it. This is such yep. a good. This is such a good, pinpointing, of an otherwise ambient thing that I had not even noticed. I love it. Yeah, puzzles. this
0: is this is me with that little telescope that you were talking about earlier. Just like <laughs> ahoy Tetris <laughs> on the horizon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I have discovered a digital thing thanks yeah. to my child, and I'm excited about it. And I didn't know it had a name. Uh, the name is dry texting. <laughs> I know. Which that, really conjures like a lot of Do I want to know? You can go double entendre, <laughs> you can go single, you can go quadruple entendre. But what it really refers to is that freaking annoying thing where you're communicating with someone and they just keep writing back like, okay, LOL, yes, nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like when someone is not engaging mm. with your texting... Mm -hmm. they're just being too dry and it's it is apparently commonly used in dating parlance and it really is just like you're trying to flirt with someone and you're not getting anything back and they call it dry texting and they're just like it's so frustrating it's like when you get the one word response sure yeah there you go like (laughs) that (laughs) i mean and I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad that this has a name and that you've identified it as a thing. And I was delighted that my child has now decided he's annoyed by it because he used to do that crap to me all the time. Oh.
0: Uh that's how they it's so fun to watch them grow and learn.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do that. And he's like, what? Are you not, I do, I I am do not, not a dry texture. I was like, yeah, you definitely well, do. You
0: were before it was cool.
1: A okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I I definitely catch on to this very quickly and just stop like, all right, fine. I guess you're busy. So, but it's that it's because people don't want to be rude and not reply because, and which is a weird thing. Like usually when you don't reply, you assume like, oh, they're not there, right? Right? Uh, They're not looking at their phone. They're pulled away. But if you on the other end, know you're, you are there, then there's a little guilt and you're like, well, I should at least reply. And then yep. you dry text. That's how yep. it happens.
1: And or you want them to know that you're there and you're mad at them.
0: Oh, yeah. A little passive I'm not aggressive. Like, I think yep. I've been guilty yep. of this. I've been mm-hmm.
1: totally guilty of being like, sure.
0: Sure. I'd okay. okay. i okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is. It is I, I mean, I found it on Quora.
0: If you put thing. an emoji in, is that does that i almost said <laughs> moisten the text which is horrible does that is that qualify as a dry text
1: oh i'm sorry i'm throwing up
0: yeah uh, if you uh, up. <laughs> like,
1: likewise i mean i guess it depends on the emoji like if you just put in the flat the flat smiley mm. that is the emoji. that's intentional yeah that's intentional that's just like no
0: that would be an exception i think an emoji kind of pulls you out of dry text because it says, oh, I'm thinking enough to give an emotion. Emojis feel like emotional responses. Right. Whereas the whole point of dry text is this is no, there's no emotion here.
1: There's no emotion. Yeah. And also it, when it includes K, which I think we've already had this conversation means I hate you. <laughs> the single K. <laughs> I mean, It's a real, it's, 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 it's it can be brutal. Dry texting <laughs> can be brutal.
0: Yeah. And K's, think, K's like, are dangerous.
1: Yeah. No, you that's
0: could, bad. Because one K, rude. Two Ks, I'm a gamer. <laughs> right? Because oh, KK see, is, is, of, yeah, is gamer text for OK. It, it is,
1: but I feel like we've all adopted KK as the front, the nicer, yeah. the kinder, gentler K.
0: But you add one more K and suddenly you're in a whole lot of trouble.
1: Oh, yeah. Disaster.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a yep. knife's edge you're on.
1: No. And my, my son and I actually have a whole long going joke where we just put like seven or eight Ks. <laughs> just to, to be safe I had to this conversation with the man friend and kai Rizdal. both of them were just out <laughs> here using k not even understanding the damage
0: uh, uh-huh. that they were
1: causing and it was like listen that means i hate you and they were both like what it means okay and i'm like no it doesn't you have to say kk yeah or that of course they have to say like kkk is not right blah, 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 blah. and so now yeah, we all just use like 10
0: 17 k's mm-hmm. is the only answer to all of this but yeah no the whole dry texting thing Mm-hmm. I like, so I like that. Name. Name. <laughs> I like that as a name. I like that as a name. That's a good name, yeah. too. I mean, it's, it's a, a really little weird. Thing. I'll get used to it, but it is appropriate somehow.
1: They also have all sort of started to use dry as shorthand for rude and unfriendly. So there's like something related to dry. Oh,
0: things. man, really? Because yeah. I love dry humor. I know. that's. Okay I hate now. for that to now suddenly mean now I know how my grandma felt about gay.
1: Yeah, totally. It's like I mean,
0: and, and not in a way that was anti-gay, but sort of like, but I want to use it to mean this. Hit and now it doesn't, you know, happy. Yep. it wasn't, it wasn't about gay people. It was about, but I, I can't use this. People think I mean something else now.
1: Right. The word is gone now. Yeah, exactly. And we just had to. Is get that going to happen to dry know. humor? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, dry humor is, it sort of is a reasonable offshoot because dry humor is understated. <clears throat> You know, it's a little. I
0: don't want dry humor to mean rude humor, though.
1: No, Hmm. I don't know. It's it's morphing.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got to keep on. Got to keep watch on that stuff.
1: Language is fungible. Mm -hmm.
0: Because that's that's when you get yourself in trouble when you say the thing that it used to mean, and everyone thinks you mean the other thing.
1: Exactly. What also? What I love about what's about to happen is that your next thing is about (laughs) language. Oh my god! Because
0: my next thing is not not a thing.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad that we're doing this because it is not
0: not a thing. Uh, double negatives, my friends, uh, right in there with dry. They really <laughs> uh, are. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, our mutual friend Veronica Belmont uh, said that that she has been encouraged by friends and family to stop saying it's not not X Y Z, which is, I think, a sign that something has, has reached peak thing. Right when people are like, just
1: stop. We stop saying that. Oh, that's really funny. I mean, it really it is very prevalent in a certain millennial age group. I have certainly adopted it and found myself. I mean, it's saying, not you know, not prevalent. It's not not prevalent. <laughs> it's not not a huge thing. <laughs> it's a it's a way of of
0: moderating our our tendency to over exaggerate, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you say like. Tetris is great. People are like, well, come on. I mean, how great is it really? But if you say Tetris, it's not not great. People are like, right. well, okay. You're not overdoing it. You're moderating.
1: And it's, yeah. It's like a less, and it's a less confrontational way to say no. Like, I'm not, not into it. <laughs> and ironically, when you really yeah. do know so but you don't want to you don't want to come out against it right you don't want to come out against i don't exactly. want to
0: have to defend my position is <laughs> kind of what this says.
1: <laughs> Exactly. i'm not not into it by which i mean i'm not into it but i just threw another knot in there so that i don't have to shoot you down i'm not not into apples but i don't oh. want any apples a vague disclaimer is no one's friend It's not not a vague disclaimer. Quoth Willow in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's not not a vague disclaimer. (laughs) I'm telling you though, I find myself using it all the time. All the time. So it's
0: it's it's not not popular.
1: (laughs) It's not not about to end.
0: No, it's not. Uh, save says us
1: it's actually kind of the same thing as dry texting like I'm not it's- willing to take a stand or stop this conversation
0: <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah mm-hmm. it comes from a very similar place you're you're not not wrong
1: and then sometimes you are really into it and so then you're sort of saying it in a funny way to mean you're really into it it's very confusing
0: yeah if someone's like come on you don't like Lil Nas X you're like well I don't not not like him
1: yeah <laughs> or like be honest Henry Cavill is the hottest thing you have ever seen as the Witcher.
0: That's He's not, not not hot.
1: Yeah, and then you're like that's not not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> <laughs> I'm not not going to toss true. a coin <laughs> to my Witcher.
1: Definitely going to toss a coin to that Witcher.
0: Oh Valley. Oh. Which by the way is now available on iTunes. Or it whatever, I Apple Music. Just yeah. Was
1: wondering that yesterday. The album just came out. <gasps> because that song is a thing. Among it's not small not a thing. And wonderful population. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Also a thing. This is a shopping thing. I've already bought it though. Don't worry. <laughs> ah. So you will not, will
0: not be spending money during this show. I will
1: not be spending money during the show that I know of, unless I decide to order like a classic Rubik's cube on eBay. Um. I was looking around my house the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, look at my instant pot." cowhide rug and timberland (laughs) ladies and gentlemen
0: the museum of modern
1: things i mean i am about as basic as it gets like as soon as it becomes a thing i'm like i want to buy it i don't know why it's like in the zeitgeist um anyway custom airpod cases and oh even... my
0: gosh, yes.
1: Right? Are you not seeing these everywhere? Are you not not seeing these everywhere?
0: I am not not seeing them. Yeah. Uh every day when I go through my RSS feeds for work, there are at least two articles about get these custom airpod cases for sometimes deal.
1: Yeah, for sometimes deal. <laughs> it's amazing. I had I sincerely did not know this until the holiday season when I was at Urban Outfitters with my son and he was like, "I want these." And then I'm like, wait, these are a thing? And then if we just looked at a million of them <laughs> online. I had no idea that someone had figured out how to, like, put a case over top of the AirPods case. But they're everywhere, and they're I mean,
0: super cool. It's putting a hat, a hat
1: on a hat. It really is. It is really putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> but, you know, you just have this boring white thing. Like, I guess it was only a matter of time before they got cooler.
0: It's yeah. Now that you're saying it like this, it's the same thing as getting a case for your iPhone, right? Totally. Because it's this weird thing where Apple makes a big deal about how amazing its design is and how beautiful its phone is, and then asks you to cover it up.
1: Right. And all it really is, is generic, but near as I can tell. And I do think that this is interesting. I don't believe Apple. I mean, I guess they don't make iPhone cases either. But they're not making any. But yeah, there's like Nike they make ones. a they
0: they do make iPhone cases in very limited cases. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. they like like they they make the battery case, and I think they they usually come out with like one set of official cases for each new iPhone.
1: I mean, whoever thought of this is a genius. Yeah, because it's like God, right? Of course, way to jump on the case, case culture trend. Case culture, well said, and then make a mint. Because I mean,
0: we're we're totally now used to stuff. using the case to personalize. Yep. Like that's oh, really? how we express ourselves. So why wouldn't we want to do that with our AirPod case?
1: Yeah, exactly. Let me uh let me get like the leather one or the one with my favorite brand on it. Maybe there's a DHL one I can get. I'm obsessed with that <laughs> DHL one thing that's fascinating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yep.
1: And most of them are silicone, but there are leather ones, like, and they're just everywhere. And the one he got is actually really cool. And now we can tell our freaking AirPods apart. That
0: is actually important. Like, uh, right now, I'm the only one with the AirPods Pro, so it stopped being a problem. But for a while, Eileen and I both had AirPods, and we kept confusing them. We'd put put them in and be like, why aren't these working? And then suddenly hear the other person's phone, and yeah.
1: Yep. And you could, I mean, at least if you have a child in the house, you can kind of tell by the relative volume of earwax. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, it is, I mean, they're everywhere. And now I kind of... I mean, because I am me now. I'm like, oh, I kind of want one of these cute furry ones, or like, you know.
0: Why like- is remove before flight on this carepods.com site that you link to?
1: Why is what now?
0: Uh, why is that a thing? Remove before flight. The iconic red remove before flight aviation airplane pilot leather case gift. What? It's so snappily says.
1: Okay,
0: I think it's like imitating an airline thing. Huh. Okay. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that's like right up there with DHL for me. Like, There's okay. a really
1: cute one that has a pom-pom and also a keychain ring. So you could just always have your AirPods attached to your keys, which doesn't actually make a ton of sense, but it does not mm. not make sense. <laughs> it's
0: not, not making sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> and then finally, that was genius. Before we move on to your feedback, because my brain does not work and... Because this thing has been such an all-pervasive thing. I actually thought that intuitive eating was a thing that I needed to talk about this week, even though Tom talked about it last week, because that's how big a thing it is.
0: I mean, and this wasn't even a thing we brought. Oh, Cashel no. told us on Twitter, I won the race to put it in the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like, I, it's a weird psychological thing where you like, Saw it being talked about so many places that it felt like, well, we can't have talked about it. Look, it's everywhere.
1: Right. I had four conversations with four separate friends about it this week. And I was like, God, this is a huge thing. I should, I'm going to talk about it. And it's a thing, even though it's such a big thing that it's probably like silly to revisit it because it was like in BuzzFeed and everybody's already going to know. And then Tom was like, didn't we, didn't I <laughs> literally talk about that last week? And I was like, I was here for that. That's true. <laughs> And it wasn't dry. It's a thing. Not in the texting way, but in the alcohol way. So I don't know what So happened.
0: you didn't pass out in the middle. Yeah.
1: But it just shows you that, that, is, that it is everywhere.
0: We got on that skyrocketing train right away, thanks to Caselle. Just in I time. Thank yeah. you, Cashel.
1: Yes. Just in time. That's crazy.
0: So yeah, yeah everybody intuitive eat.
1: And possibly my brain doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, as, as you know, you are the oil that keeps this engine running. Wait, the solar that keeps the charger mm, running. Mm-hmm. You're the solar power. panel
0: that absorbs the radiation of appreciation that powers yes. our podcast.
1: The electric car that is. It's a thing. Uh, okay. Anyway, Jonathan writes in on the topic of Carhartt. And says, I'm not rugged enough to wear Carhartt hair and don't really hang out with those who do. Oh, Jonathan. Apparently everyone is, as evidenced by your email. But I've been noticing a lot more Carhartt logos on the cool types when I'm out and about, especially the knit caps with the logo at the front. Mm. Definitely. And goes right along with the Timberlands thing. Yep, it really like does. The, I think that the whole, like, rugged look is totally back. Jonathan says, it stood out to me when I was watching highlights of the various women's marches around the country – Then saw lots of Carhartt caps and then says, I was thinking of writing you. And then today, our uber cool millennial mail carrier came into our office wearing a Carhartt knit cap. I asked him about the hipness of it, and he said it's especially warm, which is much needed here in Pittsburgh. But he added, a friend of mine just got one, and he's never outside. I don't know how much he paid for it, but he said it had to be Carhartt. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Good spot. Good thing spotting. Cause I agree. I've been seeing it too. And I think it's just generally like there's a whole ruggedy thing going on. Did I mention that
0: my brother's husband wanted Carhartt for Christmas? No. When we talked. Yeah. And at the time they're bears. So I was like, oh yeah. Right. right? Like, like, yeah. yeah." yeah. Makes sense. Right. Didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like questioning, like, was it just like, yeah, I love Carhartt. Or was it like, ooh, carhartts like hot now? <laughs> I better I think
1: it's hot now. Hold on, I don't I'm know. Looking. It could have been a little of both.
0: That's interesting. Yep.
1: Yeah, that is fascinating. And I wonder why this sort of like ruggedy thing is coming back.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Is fascinating. it? Yeah. What? What makes this? What makes the outdoorsy? I mean, because the seventies were kind of outdoorsy, not so much ruggedy though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know. Well, let's find out what Ungoy Pinoy from the Discord says. In regards to the DHL swag taking off, season six, episode three, uh, the working theory of being global and jet set is very plausible. The world of fashion is a cycle of reverence and irreverence and loves to mix highbrow and lowbrow. The 2016 spring summer collection from Contra fashion label Vetements vêtements shocked the runway by sending down a dude sporting Doc Martens leatherette trousers and an open black button-up shirt exposing a yellow t-shirt with a DHL logo printed in the center. Oh my god. Despite costing 250 euros at the time the t-shirt was a big hit amongst fashionable people and those who style influencers. This anti-fashion stunt was so successful countless knockoff t-shirts and an upstart parody label named Vaunt Memes were (gasps) created Fast forward to the 2018 spring, summer, spring, and summer Vautmont collection, wherein eight new DHL branded items were added. Now I can't say who is manufacturing or designing the current swag, but DHL is riding this meta wave of fashion thingness. Oh my gosh. Thank oh you. My
1: God, that is incredible. That was like a whole episode. That was, that
0: like, was brilliant, Ungoy Pinoy. You're the best.
1: You're the best. And that is amazing and delightful Uh, cash nexus writes in and says your discussion about refillable bulk products and co-ops reminded me of two particular things from my childhood growing up in southern california in the 70s the families in my neighborhood had a co-op which was run out of my parents garage and every weekend after the neighborhood orders had been collected my dad and one other parent would drive out to the los angeles food market and buy food in bulk usually from the farmers themselves and bring it back to be distributed by the neighborhood Reusable containers, no waste, except for the dirty exhaust from the 63 VW bus and a sense of community at work. Amazing. And then he says the other thing was the pop shop. Shoppy, an idea ahead of its time. You bring in your old pop shop bottles conveniently packed into red pop shop crates and refill them right in the warehouse. Actually, I think you exchange them for the same number of wash ones, but the concept is the same. Glorious and wasteless. And he says, are these sustainable things coming around again, maybe with different delivery systems? delivery systems, robot milkmen. I hope so.
0: Yeah, yeah, cuz cuz the thing about your 70s example that I'm like no one would do that now is going to a garage and making an order and having to wait for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean maybe people who really want to do sustainable living would, but yeah, probably. That's
0: probably. But yeah, but but if suddenly it was like, oh, what we can we can now do is go to this site and order the refillable to be delivered to my thing on my porch at a time that i like you know you build in that convenience which is now totally possible yeah yeah
1: no i really this should come back we should definitely try to start this like i think bulk pickup or bulk delivery for refillable Mm -hmm. containers like there's no reason that that
0: i'm i'm gonna call it right now that we just didn't search hard enough it exists there's some startup out there pitching this already it has to be
1: if not, it's going to be me.
0: Uh, I know, right? And not Ooh. I want in on your mm-hmm. investment.
1: You, I mean, uh, we, we said it on the podcast, so we basically co-copyrighted prior it. Prior art! Yep, yep.
0: Uh, Joe is finding things while car shopping. He says, hey, hello, thing makers. I've been shopping for a new car, and I've noticed that touchscreens in cars are definitely a thing. More than that, mm-hmm. touchscreens that look like someone super glued a tablet onto the dashboard are a thing. <laughs> I think it started with Tesla but it's spread to F-150s Toyota Corollas Audis and Lincoln SUVs and more it's definitely a thing but one I hadn't noticed before shopping and one I hope goes away because it's ugly and less useful true unrelated to that from last week's mention of it I wonder what the over under on things we discover because of Gibson's new book is he's usually on the early parts of waves of thingness in his non-cyberpunk books I'm excited to find out and report back I also want to call out molly's casual flex about mentioning having read the book when it hadn't come out yet grumble grumble journalists and their pre-release copy so they could do amazing interviews grumble
1: i'm so sorry i really i thought of that later and i was like oh that was a dick move (laughs)
0: Yeah. no but you're rude joe (laughs) even acknowledges that it's necessary for you to do the great interview for that to happen so he's just jealous
1: Thanks, man. I hope you guys man, heard but my these- interview, by the way, because, oh my God, I love him. <laughs> we're such homies. <laughs> That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, that does make me want to go and read it all over again, because I'm sure there were like five other things in there. I mean, there were tons of things in there that oh, either, sure. yeah, you know, yeah. are about to, but it is true. It's just like the Muji bag or like case, Casey's case's uh, bomber jacket in pattern mm-hmm. recognition. Like, so it's true. Weirdly, he's got the eye.
0: Uh, and this, the drive, going back to the car thing, this, the com article uh, really does have some good illustrations. Like the Aston Martin of all things, a beautiful car Why? really does look like it's just a tablet stuck on the dashboard. <laughs> looks like all... an old Samsung tablet that, yeah.
1: Oh God, you're right. And they all just stick up. Like they're not ever yeah. sort of well integrated. Oh, the Audi
0: one's the same way. It's just kind of stuck there.
1: I know. I mean, the one in the Ford Transit Connect looks like you literally stuck it into a pile of silly putty on the top of the dash to like hold it there. Yeah, it, you're right. It is a huge. The Q5 thing is stuck there. Away. The A6
0: actually looks sweet because it's built into a glass dashboard, so it totally is integrated. But then yeah, you have no, to pay for an A6. So,
1: well, yeah. <laughs> Audi is generally good at that. Although I will say the one on the Q5 is just a blob stuck on there. Yeah, those need to go away. Nobody wants a screen in their car. You already have a screen in your car, whether you should be looking at it or not. What, what they should do is create an awesome fold phone holder in cars.
0: Yes. Something that's like super integrated, easy to use,
1: doesn't fall amazing? out of your air vent. Could have power. <laughs> I mean, like BMW had one for a long time that you could get as an add-on, which is mm-hmm. so, so freaking BMW. Like, you can pay us another $350 to be able to plug your iPhone in, but it was in the armrest.
0: No, that's what I want. I want a dock where I just stick that in and then the heads-up display Mm -hmm. can show me things from my own phone.
1: Yes, exactly. Like that should be the next iteration of CarPlay. Yeah. What a good idea.
0: Well, Um, you know what else is a good idea? mm Hmm. Supporting the show. That's right. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. Shout out to Jake Woods and the Double Jinx Mystery.
1: Louis St. Amour and the sign of the twisted candles.
0: Mike Aikens and the scarlet slipper of mystery.
1: Gabrielle Cohen and the mystery at the moss-covered mansion.
0: Our producer uh, made our shout-outs Nancy Drew-themed. Thank yep. you for that. That was amazing.
1: <laughs> he, just leaves us, he just leaves us little presents, even when he's not here to produce the show. <laughs> even
0: when Come he's amazing. not here, he's here.
1: Oh, I want to read some Nancy Drew. Uh, yes, thank you to everybody who supports us at the shout-out level. That is incredible. And to everybody who supports us at all, it is the reason we're here every week. And we're just so grateful because being here every week is the best part of the week. Yes, it is.
0: Email us your things. Keep them coming. It's good stuff. Feedback at Me. See you next week. Bye. Bye. only from rustolium